And welcome everybody to episode one. We're going to call this episode one of the <laughs> Chop Heads Combat Sports. We know that you guys have missed us and we got some new additions to the show here. It's Of course, it's me, Chris Gucci, and my, my buddy, the Reverend Tommy D. But we now have, as a, I guess you could say, it a, you're going to be a panel member going forward. Yeah, let's do it. My partner, business partner, and big, big pro wrestling fan slash UFC novice slash casual Dave. Dave Sturt Show <laughs> in the building. Dave. Thank you, Dave, for kind of taking some of this pressure off of me as far as this show goes. Yeah, I mean, look... It, MMA, and I've said this over and over and over again, that your Chop Heads MMA podcast was supposed to be the second best podcast on the network, bar none, because, you know, MMA needs a new kick in the ass as far as, like, hosts are concerned and content is concerned, and it just never got off the ground. Like, while you guys were definitely making noise and making international fans, like your boy Mark from Canada, by the way, he's, uh, he's like, itching, chomping at the bit for, for this to drop. Uh, but, yeah, I felt like this podcast should have been way more involved um tommy is literally coming to us live from virginia where are you at in virginia bro <laughs> Uh, Manassas, Virginia, for all you history buffs, this was a big Civil War section where I'm at right now. Yeah, nobody actually cares about that. But uh, it, Tommy is here a lot, so obviously he'll be joining us here uh, today where it doesn't sound as as great. Uh, right now it sounds like Tommy has his head stuffed up his own ass <laughs> in Wanassas, Virginia. Wana, what is it? Wanassas? But Manassas. either way, nonetheless, we don't really care where Tommy is. <laughs> Next week, Tommy we should do be, care that he's here. Should be back us. in studio, and honestly, I, will be I have back to in studio Monday. I, I might even take the day off of work to be at the studio nine hours early. I to do make have sure to I say though, I anything. do have to say, Tommy, I I tip my hat to you, my friend, because I had a rough go of it this weekend. I had some dark things happen to me, and that is my Packers lost yet another home game in the NFC playoffs. And Tommy, much like my girlfriend Ashley, went to bat for me <laughs> on social media, and you know, I had I got a little flack from my people i come into work and they're like bro you got your you got your girl defending you on social media and honestly it's not only my one girl i got both of my girls defending me on social media <laughs> i got my girl tommy d over there no but i do and he says it. he says the people at work as if he's not tar talking, talking directly, directly to, to dave <laughs> he's like well, i went to bat for you too dave because i mean let's face it the three of us we were all one and done yeah uh, yeah, it's just it that hurts, that Gooch yeah. had just Gooch had an extra week of uh, uh, walking around the office like Conor McGregor, like my team's gonna win the whole thing. It's gonna be great. We're gonna Super Bowl champs. I feel like, I feel like that that was Australian. But that was very Australian slash British. We have a very um, <laughs> loose interpretation of what accents are supposed to be on okay. this show. Okay. Tommy only does Chinese, no matter what it is. It's Russian. <laughs> Chinese is all Tommy's capable of doing, and um, I like it. That's where we came up with the name Chopheads MMA because it's a very no, actually that's Japanese. <laughs> and we are canceled, ladies and gentlemen. No, but we should have been canceled Chop a long time ago. We almost we almost canceled ourselves. That's how bad it got. And I don't say like bad, like the show is bad. It just got really busy. Obviously, well, also, a couple people know that I started working at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're doing your own thing. You're hustling. You're making some money on the side. And also, you know, um, on the side as if we're profitable over here at Job Sports. No, I'm kidding. We definitely are. Uh, but I, I want to say like also shout out to the guys that helped you along the way uh scoop now is a cross-court cast host he's doing his basketball thing he helped you guys out with chop heads mma also yeah. I, th I believe aj helped you guys out with a little bit uh as far as producing is concerned so we do want to give credit where credit's due but now with chop heads combat sports i think the 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 window now 
of opportunity for guys to come on and shoot the shit uh, for, you know, for what you call uh, UFC, MMA, pro wrestling, boxing. boxing, hot 97 slap fest. Yeah, exactly. So there's so many things we could possibly do with this. And that's why I think broadening the horizons is, is the move to make. But again, thanks to everybody that contributed, uh, you know, to, yeah, to and, the show and thank success. you to all of the fans out there. We know that we didn't really get much going early on, but we did get some traction and there was some fans out there that were reaching out and saying, Hey, where's the show? So you guys, help keep that pilot lit for us and i say pilot in terms of like the flame mm -hmm. guys get it i got it all right uh, also sure. which is funny um i i commented i commented on something that tommy put on facebook or he didn't put it on facebook in fact carl your brother put it on facebook back in 2017 when you guys were doing your first podcast and tommy commented like oh it was so much easier back then and i'm sitting well, like wait so a minute tommy back then. Oh, first of all <laughs> First of all, Tommy, you're not doing much here over here. You're just talking just like you were back then. So I don't know exactly, you know, how hard it, though, it got here. It, in terms of we didn't have the we didn't hold ourselves to a standard then where mm -hmm. we, we basically got to say whatever we wanted. Literally. Well, where five years ago, cancel culture wasn't as prominent. Yeah, it's to the point where where if I could go back and Tommy always does this, he'll like post something old and I'll be like, I'll text him on the side. I'll be like, Tommy, you better get rid of that shit right the fuck now. <laughs> like if I could go out and, and delete all those old episodes, I would because I'm just very fearful of them. Well, don't give anybody any ideas to go back there and look them up. Like, remember that time you talked about this guy's Oh, race? no, no, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, big trouble. But here's the we, thing, yeah, I actually we're, don't we're care. We're both in, a, in deep shit. You won't have a business partner and chop heads. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I've, since, I've since um, rectified all of those. I don't know. Who are we kidding? I would be fine. I'm no different now. It's just like I, I might hold back a little bit more now. But look. Really what it was is I was the butt of a lot of terrible jokes on Tommy's behalf, and he knows that I'm going to have to give him a wedgie one day for all that bullshit. But. <laughs> well, I'm just glad that it's back and this stuff is re, you know resurrected and everybody's ready to rock. Uh, but amongst your uh, your Packers loss, Gooch, you know, and as bad as that was and as dark and you know just tragic as it was, there was a UFC event, right? I mean, UFC 270 came and went, and I feel like, it didn't get the recognition that a lot of people got because, or a lot of these events get, despite the fact that the, the you know, the, the what you call the main event was a, a heavyweight juggernaut of a battle between two dudes. But it's like you're looking at this, and when you stack a UFC card against the NFL, I feel like it's gonna, it's definitely gonna fall to the wayside, and that's why a lot of these undercard fights or even main card fights, I didn't even see. I could see be being on like Super Bowl weekend or. Maybe NFC that's when they should NFC do it. championship weekend or, you know, championship weekend where all the games are on one day and they could get Saturday on as a standalone event. Mm. Um, but really, the lack of promotion, I think, is a little bit deeper than that. I, I know that going up against the NFL, clearly there was a, a conflict there because people really care about football. Everybody was all about NFL all day. And then I have to wait until the main event starts. It was around midnight, maybe even a little bit after that, where and that's, before I these mean, guys got going. I'm old. But I think it was very telling in terms of how Dana White approached this entire week with Ngannou. And Dana White and Francis Ngannou, it's no secret that those two do not get along well. Uh, Dana White, I, I wouldn't say that he's been wrong in this situation, but it, it's kind of evident to me right now that the UFC really didn't pump this fight the way they should have. In terms of the the potential that they could have had with these two guys it's like the the heavyweight championship of the world that's the biggest fight in Suppo the world supposed you know, to like, be yeah. that's bigger than any lightweights the heavyweight championship of the world is there's some nostalgia behind that in this particular case though dana white really didn't get behind this 
one bit. I think it has a lot to do with Francis signing this fight, agreeing to this fight with no new contract in place, and this being the final fight on his deal. So, so Tommy, he Brett Harded the shit out of this Survivor Series 97. I, you know what? It's funny. Hawaii Mike messaged me before the uh, the announcement at the end, like, you know, for when he did the decision, he goes, do they give him the Montreal screw job here? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Just because he's leaving, they're going to give it to, uh, to the gun. I'm not sure how many times there was a, a UFC event where there was a title fight that Dana White, A, wasn't there because I know he was in attendance, was he not? Wait, he didn't put the he belt around Engano, yeah, but he, he didn't go there. into the he didn't go into the octagon after the fight and put the belt around Engano's waist. Oh, I'm wow. not even sure who that guy was. Was that Hunter? Was that Dana Wade's boy I, I, Hunter? I, I knew I knew it wasn't Dana because the hands weren't sausage. Well, I knew hands. it wasn't Dana because <laughs> I knew it wasn't Dana because it wasn't Dana. And he was standing in, in the octagon on a paper. You know how view. I can tell it wasn't Dana? Because it wasn't him. Yeah, like it, it just Dana. wasn't his face. Uh, his hands, I though. I don't know. Like, Tommy's got some that, weird. Though. Tommy's got some like, weird. Everybody's fetish. looking into that. I don't look into that because it's not the first time that's well, happened. Well, I'm asking. Then where's the precedent? And then I'll do you one better. Do you know who wasn't at the post fight presser? At all? Oh, Dana wasn't at the post fight. Probably. Yeah. It, look, do I think Dana's pissed at Ngano? Of course. Of course he is. I mean, if you're Dana White, wouldn't you be? They yeah. put a rocket up this guy's ass for that first Stipe fight where they made him out to be the end-all, be-all. Stipe was a heavy, heavy underdog. You know, and this guy had, you know, just a couple – he had some knockouts, but nothing extremely credible to well, say that he's going it to was the Overeem. Stipe it was the Overeem knockout that put him really – it thrust him into superstardom. At is that, that the point? one where his yeah. face is just like, yeah, he like sends yeah. it Yeah, and I'm sorry, like, it's awesome, but that's not enough to say this guy's going to beat the most defending champion in UF, the heavyweight champion in yeah, UFC Yeah, and let's, and let's not uh, run away from the fact that against Stipe in that first fight, he got mauled, and he did hit Stipe yeah. with some good shots early, but he really just, he shit the bed from that point forward, and then the Derek Lewis fight where... You know, you you pump him all this, and then all of a sudden he gives you two duds. I don't know if they were back to back, but clearly, yeah, like feels like it. Yeah, yeah, they were back to back. So back there was a lot of questions going into the in Ghana. What did Ngannou and um and Derek Luce fought a, a second time? No, no, right? They never they never made the. Second it actually fight. never went David through. Yeah. Gunshot. But you know, it, and that's the thing. How do you promote this? Because you had the potential of what we got in that fifth round of. Somebody just laying on the ground. It was reversed of what we thought, right? It was reversed of what we thought. How do you promote that? That's not what people paid an astronomical $75 that pay-per-views have gone up to now. People paid $75 for that. Well, no, I didn't they pay paid anything. $75 for the fight before that. If you for, think about for it. Them to, for them to jack the prices up in, in now, um, was this their first pay-per-view with the $75 price tag? Yeah. <laughs> See, I would have waited for something bigger than this because you didn't even strap the rocket to this event in itself. And that's, to me, that's like Dana. I, I, I feel like, so, so Chris, you're thinking like Dana mailed it in. Like he just mailed in like no promotion whatsoever. Like, all right, well, here's the title fight. They're going to do it. And then uh, we'll I see in February. Think, I think partially, yes. I think that there's Dana. I wouldn't think that Dana White wouldn't promote his own company's event. So I'm right. not, I'm not going to sit here and say they didn't promote the event because obviously they did and and Dana White needs the UFC to be doing well having that fight obviously yeah but I don't think that they have any interest in promoting Francis as anything so 
And Dana White having to be up next to a guy that he doesn't have many nice things to say about, I don't think Dana White is really willing to sit next to Ngannou and answer a lot of the questions that the media is going to ask him. So it was probably best that he didn't do that. Um, I also am in the, on the side of things where I, I don't believe for one split second that Francis Ngannou fights anywhere but the UFC in his next fight. I think you could talk all you want, and that's all agents speak, and that's good, but... At the end of the day, where is he going to go? One FC? Is he going to go get knocked out Bellator. by Tyson Fury? There's nobody in Bellator. Is he going to fight Ryan Bader uh, 12 times? Is that the deaf guy? And, for, and no. he's saying $600,000, which is what he got paid, is enough money. Well, where is he going to go? Scott not going to throw you millions. You're not Sador. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? And honestly, is that really what he made? Six hundred grand? Uh, no. Yeah. No. That's fake. You know that, right? You know that that's fake. He got pay-per-view as well because he's a champion so of course he was getting well, a cut of the pay-per-view numbers are but look i i know his that champions purse was six hundred thousand. the low the low number that's the show all right, right so if that's the show then, other, then he did win obviously and it's not like he got fight of the night no shot i would that. say that he he definitely made in the millions on this fight okay it, look, it, it's not close to it's not close to but scott coker's not going to pay you that you might get close to that because of your uh, sponsorships. If he gets really good sponsors, if he were to go to Bellator, did but, you see? Did you see the the Rock sign his mega deal with UFC? Did you see that one? Yeah, that's weird. I don't understand it's, why. It's they, just like, the shoe they deal. Flip It's just like, the they shoe deal. Fucking flip flops. Dumbest shit I ever saw in my life. Yeah, dumbest. I wish I didn't. That's just see more it. money in the goddamn pocket of the Rock. By the way, who's going to bring back the uh, baddest man on the planet belt? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck uh, that was. Miss me with that. I yeah. would have rather him put that money into cleats for the XFL. That's what I would have rather him do. I'm sure I have another, you know, another thing. I'm not trying to question somebody's character, but you look at a guy like Francis, and he's he's burned his old team, right? I know that there's mm -hmm. a lot of up and down, back and forth about who was right and who was wrong there, but I tend to lean on the side of the coach where the coach brought Francis along and, and probably gave him food to eat at points in his life. Like, Francis came from nothing, and... I'm not going to sit here and say that the guy didn't do it for personal gain as well because he might have saw something in Francis and said, look, this guy could go to the top. This could put me on the map as a trainer. And I'm sure it was a, a mutually beneficial relationship. But as Francis comes to the United States, he moves to Vegas, he kind of left his team flat. And there's a big falling out between his old coach and him. And then you start to see, like, there's a, also a falling out with Dana White and Francis. And maybe this is just the type of guy that Nganu is where he kind of burns the bridges wherever he goes and people don't like him. You know, he just might not be a likable guy. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but I wouldn't talk shit to his face. So yeah, I can no. understand I mean, why it, Dana won't. It, it's just, it's hard to market him. And Chris, you've said this a million times. He doesn't speak the language that great, right? So it's it's hard for a lot of people to get into that. Like, you listen to his, his post-fight speech. And look, I understand. He's from another country. I get it. But you, you lose me after, you know, a minute and a half of, of rambling. That's one. Two... He's got a knockout. That's it. Nobody's paying to see him wrestle. Yeah, and and but let's be real. Let's that, be real. You see, you, you see, you saw his ground game. His ground game is non-existent against a guy that has ground game. So Ciro Gom was the version of Ngannou that you saw a couple years back that was easy to hold down. Ciro Gom just shrunk in the moment. That's all it was. He shrunk in the moment. Well, that and I don't think that he had any plans of grappling in this fight. Right, and you know what grappling does to a guy that's not used to it. You're just not you. You yeah. can't you can't train for that. You could do all the miles in the gym, you could wrestle it in practice. It doesn't matter. Like you're not going to develop that endurance 
in three months. That needs to be years and years. And you're starting to see it from Ngannou, which is nice to see him working on his ground game. But if he's if he's fighting against a guy that's a legitimate wrestler, which I don't even know that there is any in in the heavyweight division, maybe John Jones, right? Stipe, he wrestled. Stipe, yeah, maybe bring bring back. But put it this way, Stipe. uh, You here's what I'm here's the point that I'm making. Um, Ngannou and Stipe, Ngannou's not going for a takedown, so that's case in point, you know. And if he did, he'd be in trouble on the ground. You're not going to hold Stipe there. You'll get reversed immediately and probably subbed. I have a I have a question. See, all right, so we watched how Ngannou took out this fight in particular, right? If you took Brock Lesnar in his prime of UFC when he was kind of doing his thing, and do you think he can he can beat Ngannou considering the fact that his his wrestling and his power are all, like we just saw the first glimpse of somewhat of a ground game by Ngannou this past weekend? Do you think like if you put Brock in there right now, you know, but Brock had his super prime levels, you so, know? Like, so here's my question: Pre, no, pre Usada, Pre Usada, Brock. Pre-Usada Brock in his prime, like allowed to be juiced to the gills the way he was when he was fighting, then yeah, maybe he could take down Nganu. But if he didn't take him down immediately, the second he got touched, he would be asleep. And I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Brock Lesnar well, is, 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 is extremely... Wrong sport to be in there, Dominic. Yeah, he's extremely <laughs> yeah. raw when it comes to engaging in hand-to-hand combat. I the saw minute it, yeah. he could grab you and put him you in his world, then Brock Lesnar becomes a different animal. But when he gets hit, I've seen him curl up. Kane curled his ass up. Overeem curled his ass up. So, as to big be as, fair, the Kane fight he fought with diverticulitis. Okay, to, to be, be fair, to be fair he was also on steroids. So, <laughs> fair play to Kane. <laughs> well, that, that'll do it. Um, so, obviously, Tommy, you know, putting a bow on an Ngannou thing, I, you guys both agree that It'll get done. It's just a matter of him trying to play hardball because there's nowhere else to go. And there's really no rush at the heavyweight division. Yeah. There's no, no rush. And, and Who, here's the thing. Who's the fight for him yeah. now? Stipe, well, maybe again. Not, well, John Jones. What we um, haven't talked about, what we haven't talked about is everybody thought that Gon's level of groundwork was supposed to be leaps and bounds better than in Ghana, right? Like that was his whole thing. He's got groundwork. He's got stand-up. I didn't think that Gon had any work on the ground for anybody. I thought he his his uh, footwork and his movement standing up and dragging Ngannou into the third round. That's how I saw him winning that fight. A decision. Piecing well, him up from the of, outside. Say the rest of the MMA analysts all thought that. He did the most it, it's a blue belt mistake because as a blue like I still do it. You think you have a leg submission. And you go for it. Oh, God. Very stupid. First of all, they were deep, deep into the rounds, so they're extremely slippery. I did see that. Second, if you don't have that, you lose position, and you're not getting it back. That's exactly what happened, and it it just amazes me that the analysts were, oh, my God, Gon's ground level. He looked like a blue belt out there. Now, maybe he does have really good groundwork, and he just shrunk in the moment. But had he not done that and just kept his control and kept his composure on top, he would have eked out there is, the uh, the decision. There is something also to be said for um, Ngannou's just sheer power and his his ability to power through because he was breathing really heavy at the end of the second round. He's just too strong, you know. He's just really strong, and what he what he was able to do was he brought Gon into a, a different place 
in terms of cardio as well, where I think it was very evident. I think going into the fight, I was looking at it like Ngannou looks too distracted. He actually looked worse to me in terms of mm-hmm. you know him, him him weighing in on the scale. He looked a little softer than he typically does, but I was wrong, man. Ngannou had that extra level that he was able to get to with the cardio and definitely impressed. As far as what we're going to see next from Ngannou, who knows? That heavyweight division is completely in shambles right now, and that's why Dana White, I would imagine, is pissed off at Ngannou. He, you know, he's publicly talking shit on the company. Is is, is John Jones a legitimate thing? Like, can that John actually Jones? be a thing? Yeah. I mean... John, John Jones! Is a fighter no. in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, do I think John Jones has a chance at beating Ngannou? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that he has a chance at ever fighting him? Very, very unlikely. I don't know that we're ever going to see John Jones again. And I, I say this with full understanding that I'm probably wrong. But really, I mean, it was two years ago the last time we saw him. And there's no, there's nothing in sight. There's no, there's no fighter in the heavyweight division right now. Because technically, Ngannou, while he's the champion, you could maybe see him removed from the rankings within two weeks if things don't go wow. the way... You could you could see that I don't I don't anticipate that I I expect the money to come through, and to Ngannou's point I won't fight for five hundred thousand he shouldn't have to anymore I think he proved himself in this one, albeit it wasn't as exciting as people want would like it to be but Ngannou definitely proved himself to me in this one in terms of doing things and being able to adapt he took his game to another level. Uh, I don't know of another guy on planet Earth that you could really look at as the UFC champion if Ngannou just walks away from the belt. It's always going to have that little that little shred next to it. It's like, well, he didn't beat the, the standing champion. If the champion doesn't lose the belt, how does anyone become another champion? It's, I've always agreed with that. So the, the we're, UFC, we're still going with that with the 145 belt, the 185 belt. You know, they don't really have true champions because those, you know, GSP dropped the belt. He just... He gave it away after he won it, and Connors was stripped. See, I have um, no, I have no issue with with something becoming a stripped belt and it becoming a vacant belt, and then guys who are deserving of the title shot get the shot. I don't necessarily mind that because if it's not on the fighter, where in Connors' case he moved up, you know, he moved up in a weight. Granted, he never, he didn't really fight all that much at the higher weight either. So I understand why you might have some gripes there. But if you're if a guy leaves the belt vacant. Like it figured the light heavyweight belt. I thought that, that was kind of fraudulent because John Jones, it wasn't like he moved on to another venture. Like he's still kind of there. He just decided I don't want to fight anymore because there's no competition. But then he moves up to another weight class and still doesn't fight. So what exactly are you doing to us, John? So well, I don't know. Like like holding up said, that division, really. Like you said, you're right. And Gato shouldn't fight for five or six hundred thousand dollars anymore. You know how he doesn't fight for that? He fights John Jones. Yeah, but John Jones is making the same bold, crazy claims that he wants $30 million. Yeah, I'm sure, but I'm... <laughs> and let's be real. John let's Jones. be real. John Jones. John Jones, you know? John Jones can't sell a pay-per-view on his own. Francis Ngannou can't sell a pay-per-view on his own. You could make the case that John Jones and Francis Ngannou might be one of the biggest fights in MMA history because of the the magnitude, the size, John Jones having his streak that he's got and, and just mm-hmm. the curiosity aspect of him being a heavyweight. But... Um, I don't know that the pay-per-view would do all that great. Just just well, based on the numbers of both streamed. guys. I mean, yeah, come exactly. On. Very highly streamed. The buy rate wouldn't be as lucrative as as you know as, as others. Um, but now, all right. So, 
obviously we have a heavyweight champion, right? And that's that's all well and good. Tommy D, my man, the Reverend, he wrote an amazing piece that took about eight years to edit because of the fact that the kid can't spell um, and run on sentences. Spelling and the strong. kid, no, the kid sentences. can spell. Right? It was run on sentences. The kid can yes. spell because the kid's the one that edited it. No, yeah, the kid, the, Anthony, the, our the, intern, the grown up, it. Tommy. <laughs> he can't so, spell. In any event, you definitely uh, you 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 put a bow on twenty twenty one, and I throw this to you, Tommy, because obviously you just wrote it. What are some of the things, obviously, with combat sports and, and chop heads coming together as one? What are what are a couple of the things that we can look forward to on the immediate? You know, you got February, March, April, going into the spring. Things are sealed. You know, signed sealed and not delivered yet but there are a couple big fights that are signed and i start with the conversation that you are writing off and based off of everybody that i know and everybody that i talk to the colby covington fight is going to happen but you're just firmly cons- like you're just going to pull out so masvidal's going to pull out hurt. yeah he's going to get hurt pull out oh man that would that would dude that would in li- that would light a fire under the PR department when it comes to Colby Covington like he's already and I love Colby I know Colby I know his management I know his team and I feel like every time every time he opens his mouth lately I'm like oh god you know I don't know if he should have went there like he's talking about his wife and his kids and you're a dirtbag father well, that, and all that that picture that he posted yeah, I saw he's that posted that like six times already that's like he's the, posted that for the past like three years, bro. That is literally when I look at that, and again, crossover pro wrestling. Do you remember when they dockered uh, the Ric Flair and Macho Man stuff with Elizabeth? Do you remember that from like ninety two, ninety three? I felt well, like Rick that was Rude that. Put, Rick Rude put Jake the Snake White, <laughs> or Jake the Snake White's face on his crotch, <laughs> on his pants. Like, yeah, that was you know. When men were men. <laughs> yes, so I just feel like this has really hit a point where it's like it's gone beyond personal, right? But now that you're saying that the fight won't happen, it's making me so disappointed because I'm telling you right now, if Colby does go in there and take care of business as I think He's he would. What? He's, Colby's going to maul him. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that happens. Yeah, I don't give, give uh, Masvidal the win in this at all if it does happen. I think he's, he's too seasoned. Um, he's had way too many wars outside of the cage and then as many as he's had in the cage. Everybody, you know, he, he kind of outkicked his coverage with that fight with Nate Diaz. He's a journeyman. Let's just be honest. Yeah, he's <laughs> a journeyman. He outkicked his coverage with that fight with Nate because I don't think Nate really gave a shit. He was just in there to be in there. Right. Um, Colby's wrestling's too good and Masvidal can't get people off him. You know, I think the, the I think what, what Chael Sonnen said about this fight was spot on, and he threw a little bit of shade at Masvidal, and he was saying, you know, I got to give Jorge, and he calls him George because it's <laughs> Chael. And right? he uses his <laughs> jiu-jitsu. Right? <laughs> I found Vanderlei in bed with the Nagara brothers <laughs> doing jiu-jitsu. Best clip ever, by ever. the way. What was that? trying yet? to feed him a carrot. Chael... Chael had some good points when he was saying, you know, I give I give George credit for taking this fight because this is a career ender. And I don't mean I don't think he meant like he's going to end his career physically. I think what he meant was right now, um, Masvidal is in a position where he is a big draw still, even though he's coming off of losses. It's just the way he carries himself outside the octagon. He's a draw. He's appealing to people. The whole Internet thing that he did before he was even a pro fighter. That's appealing to people. And honestly, I do respect the way. Masvidal carries himself. I think what happens is 
what you see out of everybody is no matter how thug life you are, the minute you start making millions of dollars, things change a little bit. So George isn't the same person that he was back then. And I think a guy like him understands the business really well. And a guy like Colby also understands the business really well. And they understand, look, let's just make a lot of money here. And I don't know that the fight's going to get canceled. Uh, as I as things get a little closer, I start to think like, all right, you know, these guys probably are going to fight, or at least they really do have plans to. But I think that there's something to be said about what Tommy was saying with the injury. Masvidal used to be a guy that just wouldn't pull out. It didn't matter, right? Now, when you got a lot of money, that's a different story. It's like if you're hurt, you're pulling the fuck out of that fight right? for obvious reasons. Makes sense. Did, did he not just pull out of the Leon Edwards fight? He did. Right? Right. Oh, interesting. Tommy, what else is going on as far as, uh, you know, before we throw this to break, um, what what else is we got? Uh, do we have as far as these uh, the the bigger cards Pretty coming sure up? Glover Teixeira just got um, announced that he's defending his belt against yep. that crazy looking Viking looking guy. I can't even tell you what his name is. Jory Pro. I don't know, but I think I think we might actually I, see an Apollo Creed situation, and Glover might die inside that octagon. <laughs> yeah, we've been saying that though about <laughs> Glover, and Glover out. just keeps on winning these fights. <laughs> but I think that what you got out of this other guy is a is a legitimate. I'll tell you what's really on the burner. Um, they haven't announced it yet, but it's coming very close. Kamzat and Gilbert Burns. Okay. Coming I've been seeing close. that as well. Now, I've also I've also been seeing like um that's Dustin Poirier be tweeting at Nate Diaz every day saying every I wanna f- I wanna fight day. your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it's if every with day. That, with that Kamzat fight, I love Gilbert Burns, but uh, <laughs> That'll be fun. I don't know, buddy. That'll be fun, man. All right, well, listen, follow Tommy D uh, on all social media platforms because he'll fill you in on all the upcoming fights. And Will he? I don't Probably not. He does nothing. He always complains like, you know, his life is so hard on the road. Uh, Tommy D coming to us live from Virginia. Let's take a break. Coming back, we got some professional wrestling talk. I know Gooch is very excited about this right after the break. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. What's up, everybody? This is Dave Sturchio, co-owner of Chop Sports and, of course, the Chop Sports Podcast Network. And I'm here to remind you that each and every day, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern, we're going live. That's right. It's the Chop Sports Daily live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. At around 1230, this becomes a podcast in which you can stream it on your favorite platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Each and every day, myself and Gooch go over the previous night's sports, a couple games to look forward to, and of course, we always spark a really great conversation. You can join the conversation by watching us on YouTube Live or download the podcast when that becomes available. That's every day. Check out the Chop Sports Daily. All 
All right, welcome back, ladies and gents, to the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Of course, your host, Chris Gucci, and of course, Tommy the Reverend, the Reverend Tommy D, and myself, Dave Sturchio, are on the call here. Uh, we talked a lot about UFC 270. We, well, first of all, we brought back this damn podcast, which is first and foremost. You know, we're back on the airwaves uh, for the fans that are out there listening to this podcast. But again, we want to be a little bit more well rounded. We want to, you know, kind of dive into all the world of combat sports and all that good stuff so i'm very excited to finally talk some pro wrestling and myself and tommy d are kind of knee deep in the wrestling game well me not so much anymore i used to be and i'm still uh head commentator for wrestle pro which is an independent wrestling company in out of rawway new jersey um there's also wrestle pro alaska which we've made you, you guys know, need a good by the way you guys need a good heel manager Oh, yeah, okay. I'll definitely put in a word to Pat and Kevin uh, over at WrestlePro to, to bring your ass in as a new manager. But I told you, just like everybody else, and I've told this to a million people, in order for you to get into professional wrestling, you got to go train. You got you to gotta learn how to take a bump. You got to learn how to get hit with something, you know? You can't just go in there and be like, I'm the best talker in the world, so I'm going to be Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is obviously Paul Heyman because he's Paul Heyman. You know what I mean? Like, the next Paul Heyman is not coming from the streets, and it sure as hell ain't coming from the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast. So I'll tell you that that's right terrible. now. That's a terrible thing right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, I'm excited because, look, you know, obviously you've been doing your stuff for uh, Fightbook MMA, which which covers you cover the world of pro wrestling. You just watched a GCW event, which again I didn't see it, but I saw my boy Brian Myers in there. I'm friends with him. I saw him do his thing. He kind of spoiled the main event, which is awesome because you got you know Ryder in there against Joey Janela. Uh, they had their after party at Kevin Matthews' strip club. That wasn't the main. No, the main event was uh, the Briscoes. Oh, okay, against. Uh, they had you believing the entire time that Nick Gage wasn't going. I have, and a, I have a better idea. Up. And it, it, forgive me here, but um, the Royal Rumble is Sunday. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, you'd be you surprised. About the Listen, same amount of people watching Gooch, GCW. Yeah, you'd be surprised, Gooch. Times are changed where now, while WWE is the you know the 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 top of the pinnacle right AEW started last year they rose very fast and of course the lifeblood of professional wrestling is on the independents and GCW is an independent WrestlePro is an independent uh, Major League Fighting or Major League Wrestling sorry uh, is an independent which Tommy D works close with so the independent wrestling scene is still alive and well and I think the pandemic really fucked up a lot of the shit but now that we're back and we're kind of rolling through and the fans are back in the stands i think independent wrestling could be in another boom period and i think it starts with they had, they had over two thousand people in the hammerstein ballroom yesterday yeah so they're, def they're, they're definitely they're yeah they're definitely making some waves but uh my favorite event every year no matter what is more it's it's to me it's better than wrestlemania it's better than anything that those guys do is the royal rumble obviously the royal rumble is this sunday as people are listening to this right now you can stream it on peacock uh because that's where wwe network lives now uh because uh, again they had to make a switch don't ask me why i guess money talks at the end of the day it's cheaper. It, is, it is cheaper. cheaper it is cheap i think it's what six bucks a month and you get everything yeah. as opposed to what it was eight nine ninety nine whatever they promoted forever um but now tommy you're looking at the Royal Rumble in 2022, and it's not as appealing as the days of old when when Gooch was still watching wrestling, and then there was like the, you know Ric Flair goes coast to coast in '92, you know. But like yeah. you're looking at it now, and it's it's little uh, less desirable. How many guys have been announced for this uh, upcoming Rumble? 
15, and one of them is Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> well, listen, they got to promote the movie, um, which is fine. So Johnny Knoxville will do a stunt in which I'm sure Bobby Lashley or somebody like that, not Lashley, he's taking on Lesnar, I think, but somebody of stature will take Knoxville and throw him into the fourth row. So I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be the spot for that, and, and I yeah. guess that's cool. But again, that it bothers me and chaps me that a spot is being wasted, right? Like a lot of guys bust their ass all year round for an opportunity to get out there and be in the 30 man rumble. Like that's, that's rough to see Johnny Knoxville as one of the guys. So like, like let's just take NXT for example. And I'm not, I I haven't watched NXT in forever for, for those of you who don't know what that is. Gooch, NXT. I it, know what that is. Okay. All right. See, so I'm just trying. Now it's NXT 2.0, which again, which means it's double shit, double, double. That's eh, just dumb. Yeah, so I, NXT shit. is just 2.0 yeah. is ridiculous. However, it is run by Sean, if I'm not mistaken, right? Sean Michaels heads NXT. I know Triple yeah, H was down there I doing mean, his thing. He had a heart attack or something. So it's, yeah, it's not, it, it's, it, they, they ruined all the talent. They brought the talent up and then released the talent. That's exactly what they did to, to kill a cross. Which he'll he'll yeah. be debuting at WrestlePro, um, on in February. But yeah, I mean, it's just a shame that they would waste a spot on a guy like Johnny Knoxville. And I get they got to promote it. The, they could have just did him as like a bonus spot, like just he doesn't know where he is, you know, as, as a comedy thing. Like, oh, is this uh, this isn't where I parked my car, you know? And all of a sudden he's just in yeah, the middle of the rumble with all the guys. It's not it's not one rumble. It's two. What do you mean it's two? The women have a royal rumble too. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, uh, again. People are made at Royal Rumbles or people are made. Tommy, I ask you this right off the rip, right? Mm -hmm. Can you remember a Royal Rumble winner that did not go on to WrestleMania to win the belt? Did not like the guy who wins the Rumble goes to WrestleMania and becomes the champion, right? It's that's going to take you a little while, I think, because I don't think it's crazy. Roman Roman Reigns, which year uh, when he, uh, when Rollins came in and cashed in money in the bank against uh, Lesnar. Mm, okay, fine. That, that Yeah, I guess that makes sense as one of them, but that was and also Batista? like... Batista won. When he Batista, beat Triple H. When Batista came back? Oh, came that, back? maybe not. I don't know. But like I said, I think that that has been the, the draw, right? Whoever wins the Rumble is just going to go main event WrestleMania and win the belt, and I think that's just atrocious booking. I think that there should be some, some more losers uh, to come out of this thing. Uh, with 15 people announced, now... This is, I've been reading, I'm on TikTok like the cool kids, and sometimes I come across some wrestling stuff, right? And there's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on about this, quote, forbidden door entrance. What does that exactly mean? Does that mean like guys that are literally contracted with other companies that are going to come show up? Yep. Uh, and it's, it's forbidden door, well, because they're copying off of GCW, AEW, and MLW, right? So you could go to an MLW show and... There's Bobby Fish uh, taping a month's worth of MLW shows. Right. And then Wednesday night, there he is on, on AEW. Oh, um, okay. That's not, that, he's definitely not the first one to do that. Yeah, no. You know, so they, they, they do it constantly, but WWE never really did. So the whole big thing of this forbidden door Everybody's thinking, is it going to be Chris Jericho? Because he's coming close to ready to retire. And I think it's coming close to, you know, he deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. I, uh, I for what wholeheartedly he agree. Yep. Yeah. So they're thinking that. But then you have uh, Booker T throwing cold water on that, saying that the WWE fans might not like it. But don't forget, he did the podcast with Steve Austin, 
you know, at the beginning of this year. At you know, the it's funny. It's funny you bring up that the podcast. I feel like they've been like really crossing over. You know what I mean? Like not giving a shit, just just doing it, and they're saying, you know what? Screw it. Let's let's do a podcast. And Stone Cold's interviewing a lot of AEW guys. Yeah, I mean, I, as long as Vince doesn't care, um, I think Vince lost that fight in him, which he would rather he would rather legally put the foot on your throat mm-hmm. rather than trying to beat you in the ratings just because he's complacent. They're there on the Peacock app. They're there on Fox. They've got this money rolling in. AEW beat them one week, and, and that was this past week. Now, well, it, it's a hard to compare because AEW is on Wednesdays and Friday. Are oh, you talking about Friday head to head? Uh, yeah. So Rampage beat out Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah, that's incredible. That's and it incredible. Was by like a point. Doesn't matter. A win's a win. <laughs> but there was no. The problem is there was something else on. Oh, you know what I mean. I got so you. it was like it threw it all off. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't matter. There was no reason for them to do that. You're not going to beat them in the ratings. It, it's not going to happen when you go head to head with them. It's it's just not. So is, Jer- um, is Jericho WCW. is Jericho the only guy that you're hearing? I, I is it? I, I heard Mickey James over. She's going to the women's rumble. She's where is she contracted? She's confirmed in the women's Royal Rumble. But where is she contracted? I don't know. Impact? She's not contracted at all until now. I guess. She's so then it's not really that it's, it's not really that big a deal for her to be there, right? Um, you know, I would be surprised if like a Joey Janela somehow you know showed up there because he was like. Blowing Vince McMahon over this whole MLW lawsuit. Joey Janela to WWE? Yeah. You're out of your mind. Team WWE. I don't know. No, no shot. I love Joey. And and me and him have had our, (laughs) we've had our differences back in the day, but you know, we're cool now. And I'm not a fan. Not a fan of Janela? Nope. Yeah. See, he's, (laughs) he's an acquired taste. He is. He absolutely is. I mean, he's a little brash, right? He's hard to talk to because, I mean, look, the guy's been, like, thrown off of everything known to man, so I'm sure he's he's hurt in, uh, in, internally uh, and mentally, but, again, he's a good kid. He really means well. And I'd rather see a juiced-up uh, rider come back. <sighs> well, that's another one. It's just... His run at GCW was so fun. Like, it's been so fun to know that everybody hates his guts and, like, he knows it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he has no business yeah. being there, which is great. Um, and he's huge now. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's just obviously, there's no uh, there's no testing on the independence, my friend. <laughs> he's always, dude, he's always been zacked out of the gills. You know what I'm saying? So, and his dad, too. He's a professional bodybuilder, bro. So, yeah. it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I, listen, the, the Royal Rumble in itself, and as Gooch rejoins us here eventually, because I'm sure he's just like, I don't know what the hell is going on. But, yeah, I just established that um, in my head while this was all going on that it's like we, we might have to figure out a way to distinguish which episodes are going to be. Which. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's well, that's I wanted to touch on both in this episode and then going forward okay, when good. there's big events coming for <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, no, don't worry. You're off the hook. Like we'll, we'll definitely do like bigger events for wrestling. It's own podcast. We'll bring on some guests. I know we got a, uh, you know, me and me and, uh, Tommy's got has some friends in the business that can come on as guests, which is great. And then we'll reach out to our MMA fan friends. I did talk to management from Colby Covington in which if he does win, he's going to want to do a media blast in which he brags about his win for however long. So we can possibly get Colby on on the podcast as well. So that would be fun. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff coming up, man. So, again, uh, without so getting listen, for, for this for this Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. the big thing is, you know, Brock Lesnar. And, um, oh my God, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley. So they're finally wrestling that we've been wanting to see. We wanted to see this in the cage 12 years ago. 
Yeah. Is what we want I'm surprised. Now we're going to get in the ring. I'm surprised. I mean, I know they probably wouldn't sign up for it, but I'm surprised. Remember, like, back in the day when Ken Shamrock did, like, the Lion's Den match and it was literally just an MMA fight on a Raw? <laughs> right? So that's all it was. It wasn't, like, anything special. It was just, like, it's called the Lion's Den. I'm like, or it's the Octagon, and you're just kind of, you're not even, you're not putting any sides on it. You're just doing a circle, so you could just call it a or, den. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport oh, for Jesus GCW. Christ. Yeah, another one. Um, but, again, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> miss me with all the deathmatch stuff. I can't, I can't get into to it i tried um it. it just looks like it hurts <laughs> so that's why i'm just yeah. like I'm, of course you know it's just whatever the case but yeah lashley and lesnar now again i should be watching more football season's tough like tonight i'll probably go home and i'll watch a little raw you know because there's no football on there's nothing else on i'm sure gonna piss the people off at home uh why are you watching this shit and be like well you know what i'm not watching desperate housewives and i'm not watching the bachelor i'm not watching i should watch ozark actually but i probably still tune into raw and see what's going on with that because lesnar is my favorite wrestler um you know not of all time Shawn michaels takes that we'll go over those you know, for episodes to come, we'll save those top lists uh, for those things. But like, I love Lesnar. I love his new shtick. He looks like a goddamn Viking. He's back with Heyman now. Heyman's now beefing with uh, MVP, which is great. You know that that's great content for wrestling. So again, wrestling is now starting to itch inch closer to its main season, meaning WrestleMania. He's hype. Good on the mic too, huh? Lesnar. Lesnar's getting good on the mic now too. Yeah, because did they're, they're kind of taking the gloves off. Last week? Did you see what he did the last two weeks ago? Uh, would, maybe so they were in, they were in Philadelphia. Okay, which is a hard Lashley place to and, hard place to do a promo anywhere. Anyway, this this was the best part. So they're they're in the ring, and, and uh, Lesnar looks at him. He goes, "I could be funny here. I have a joke for you." And he goes, "Hey, Paul, knock knock." And then and oh, and then Paul was like, goes, "Oh, we're we're doing knock knock jokes in Philadelphia, right?" Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Like that was that was hysterical. That you didn't was finish awesome. the you didn't finish the goddamn joke, man. I wanted you. To... So he goes, "All right, so who's there?" He goes, "Bobby." Then Bobby looks at me. He goes, "Bobby, who?" Exactly. <laughs> like that's that's perfect. It First is of perfect. all, coming from Brock Lesnar, that's hysterical. All right, was... that's like Mongo telling a joke from uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's just it's fueling. You're talking a decade's worth of back and forth between wanting to see these guys in action together. Yeah, you're I'm right. just afraid because it's WWE, it's gonna fall flat. It's gonna be like a gol- it's like a like a Goldberg match where it's just gonna be F fives and spears for three minutes yep. and then they'll call it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, look, there's a lot. Again, we don't want to get too long winded with this. We're gonna put a bow on this first episode because we think that you know going forward, like I said, if there's big UFC news or there's big UFC events, we'll sit down, all three of us, two of us, one of us, whatever. We'll get it. Uh, we'll get it done. Same thing with pro wrestling. Same thing with boxing. If that ever gets hot again with with the Gypsy King and everybody you know involved with that um, and. And, and of course, we'll just Gypsy keep. Francis. Yeah, we'll just keep. We'll keep on keeping on with the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast. Gucci, you got anything else, man? Before we wrap this up, um, that was so exciting to <laughs> listen to, bro. Holy shit, I learned so much. I know you should pay attention. You might learn something. Uh, but mm-hmm. in any event, it's uh, it's been a great at first episode for. So I'll, you brought it in. I'll bring it home for Dave Starchio and of course Chris Gucci and the Reverend Tommy D. This has been episode one of the Chop Heads Combat Sports Podcast. We'll be back with some extensive 
follow-up. Possibly me and Tommy can get back at this uh, and talk some uh, Royal Rumble results. And, of course, the UFC are now alive and kicking with their 2022 campaign. Let's get it done. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe, leave a review, and all that good shit. And until next time, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. John Jones is on the shelf. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.